air. And so remember those announcements. We are, we are so thankful for the great breakfast that we had over at men's prayer breakfast this morning. How many men enjoyed that? Amen. <clears throat> Amen. So if you missed out on that, you really missed out. We had biscuits and sausage and gravy and Man, I'm not hungry a bit. I got a bunch of pages of notes up here, and I'm feeling real good. And uh, I, I tell you, um, I told them, I said, well, we won't get hungry anyway. Everybody else might, but we won't. And uh, thank Sister Angela and Brother Allen for doing that. I encourage you men to come over. We have fellowship every Sunday morning, and then... Uh, we have prayer together before we leave there and come to church. So men, get involved, come over and be with us. And some mornings, you never know, man, we've had eggs and and bacon and sausage and biscuits and all kinds of good things. So remember that. That starts at 9.30 on Sunday mornings. That gives you good fellowship, gives you a snack before church, and then it helps you be at church on time. So if you're at men's prayer breakfast, you'll never be late for church. Amen. So remember that. We want to pray. Um, I was uh, visiting with the man yesterday. He was doing some work for me. And uh, he was telling me about their pastor at Genesis Baptist Church. And I think he's uh, around 50 years old. And uh, he got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And uh, they don't give him... Uh, much hope and he asked us if we would to please put him on our prayer list we prayed for him this morning at men's prayer breakfast and i ask you as a church to continue to pray for that need ask the lord to touch him give him a miracle in his body amen we want to continue to pray for brother baker and uh, we want to pray especially for uh, Dwayne duplessis ask the lord to touch him he had another surgery this week Let's pray for Brother Duplessis. He's going to go have an arteriogram tomorrow, and let's pray that everything will be well, that there will be no complications with that. The Lord will bless him, and uh, whatever's going on, that God will fix that. I know a God that is a miracle worker. Amen. This morning, this morning, the Sunday school classes was having a time. Brother Derek uh, brought one of his little baby deer over, and and was letting them hold it and pet it. And uh, so we had to watch all the deer hunters, even though it was a baby and had spots. Some of them's heart got to racing and beating real hard. So um, I want to uh, thank them for doing that. And also, all of you that touched that deer, don't shake my hand or hug my neck after church. Because <laughs> I'm highly allergic to them things. But thank them for doing that. And I wanted to comment also on what Brother Cooper said about his wife cleaning those fish. Now, Sister Cooper cleaned the fish. My wife, I can't even get her to take one off of the line. So that that don't work for me. (laughs) I kind of like the man that um, he got up and he testified. Brother uh, Jeremy Shield was telling me this, that he got up and he testified and he said he read the Scripture. And it says, they shall run and not be weary. And said the man just took off running around the church. And he ran around the church and they just continued to have church and he just continued to run around the church. Different people was testifying and he was just running around the church. Said before too long, said 
He staggered up to the front of the church and he was sweating and his hair was messed up and he was a huffing and a puffing. And he looked up at the preacher and he said, that scripture don't work for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> those things just don't work for me. And uh, so anyway, it's good to be in the house of God. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter number 4. 1 Samuel chapter number 4. And uh, we'll read one passage of scripture there. In 1 Samuel chapter number 4 and verse number 21. And uh, then we will go to 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse number 1. So 1 Samuel 4 and 21, 2 Samuel 6 and 1. Amen. And uh, it's good to see Mickey here today. Good to see the Knott family here today. Glad that they're in the house of the Lord with us. And uh, so 1 Samuel chapter 4. And verse number 21. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel, because the ark of God was taken, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. Now, uh, I, I hope that you know the setting of this scripture. If not, this was a time when... Um, the ark of God was stolen by uh, the Philistines when it was taken out into battle. And um, it, was, it was taken captive by them. And um, the, the child that was born, she named it Ichabod because the ark of God had been taken. The glory is departed from Israel. Now let's get to 2 Samuel chapter number 6, verse number 1, and verse number 2. Now in this scripture setting, some time has passed. Um, A king had already been placed and ruled named Saul. And now David has taken Saul's place. And the Bible says, again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David rose and went with all the people that were with him from Bali of Judea, of Judah, to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. David went to bring up thence the ark of God whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. She said that the glory is departed from Israel because the ark of God was taken. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands and lift our voices to God and ask God to help us today. God, we need your help. I need your leading and guiding and directing hand. God, anoint me to preach your word. Anoint me to say the words that you would have me to say, God. Give me direction and give me help from heaven. Anoint your people to hear your word, to respond to your word, to be a doer of the word. And we'll give you the praise, we'll give you the glory, and you the honor. Why don't everybody clap your hands unto the Lord? Somebody shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph right now. Give Him praise in His house. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Lord bless you for standing. You may be seated. I want to preach to us for a few moments this morning from this subject, bringing the glory back. Bringing the glory back. We need to have an understanding of the glory of God. What the glory of God is, what the glory of God does, and the importance of having the glory of God. In Psalms chapter 24 in verse number 7 through 10, it says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. The King of glory shall come in, who is this King of glory. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. The Old Testament representation of the glory and the presence and the power of God rested in the Ark of the Covenant, which we have read about this morning. I believe it is the Bible in the Old Testament is full of types and shadows of what God was going to reveal uh, to us in the New Testament and still what we are able to enjoy today. There was the holiest of holies. That was a place that no one but the priest but one time a year could enter into that glorious place. The holiest of holies. What was in there was uh, symbolic, I believe, to the presence of God. The glory and the power of God of what we, what we uh, feel and what we have in our midst today. It was the Ark of the Covenant. People was not able to see it, although in uh, the time of of Saul and the time, or the, excuse me, the time before Saul, that they would take it out to battle. We found that that in this time there was a lot of sin that was going on in Israel that was displeasing to God, and uh, the sons of the priests they came and they got the Ark of the Covenant, thinking that. It would help them in the time of battle because they were losing the battle at this time. When they went out with the Ark of the Covenant, the enemy still conquered them and not only conquered them, but they stole away the Ark of the Covenant. Now, from what I can can uh, figure here, it was quite uh, a few years down the road that Saul was king of Israel. And then uh, there is some different opinions, I, I guess, on how long Saul ruled and reigned in Israel and was a king. So many years had passed, and uh, the Ark of the Covenant was still in the hands of the Philistines. It, it's very interesting to me, and uh, it kind of gets... Uh, it kind of kind of makes me wonder, and I 
I kind of ponder this of why uh, Saul never had a desire to even go back and try to bring the Ark of the Covenant back uh, to where its rightful place was. Now, now we find that I, I guess that 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 Saul never really got an understanding of the need for the glory of God, the need for the Ark of the Covenant to have its place of rest. We know the story of how when the uh, the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant, how that they set it in the temple of their God, and he fell over and broke his hands, and then they they tried to do other things with it, and everywhere they put the Ark of the Covenant, destruction would happen to them. They were smote with diseases and plagues from God. And so finally, they put it on a cart and just turned some animals loose and take it, just take it anywhere, just get it away from us. Some people are very uncomfortable with the glory of God. Some people, the glory of God don't fit in to their lifestyle. The glory of God does not just, it just not, does not go along with them. And I don't know if this was a problem that Saul was having, that there was things in his life that the glory and the presence of God didn't quite mean as much to him as it should mean to him. Now, in the beginning, we find that Saul was called by God. So evidently Saul had a, a place in his heart and in his spirit for the things of God. We find that Saul even was counted among the prophets because he was able to prophesy before the prophets of God. But still there was something lacking in his spirit that caused him to want and to seek after the ark of God. Now, now when we, when we have an understanding of what the glory is, we have an understanding of what the glory will produce. In Psalms chapter 24, we have read in verses 7 through 10, it says, He is the glory. Who is this King of glory? And it says, He is the Lord strong and mighty. Who is this King of glory? The Lord mighty in battle. Amen. When we have an understanding of what the glory of God is, we get an understanding of what the glory of God will produce. The glory of God will produce us to be mighty in battle. Now, in this time, in biblical times, it was mighty in battle to fight against the physical enemies and the physical adversaries of their kingdom and the physical enemies of God. Here today, it does not give us the ability to fight against our physical enemies, but it gives us the ability to love our enemies. It gives us the ability to fight against our spiritual adversaries that would come against us. Amen. The glory of God brings the blessings of God. The glory of God will bring the blessings of God. Amen. The glory of God 
will bring the joy of the Lord. The reason why some people are failing in their joy is they have lost the glory of God. They have tried to replace the glory of God with many other things, but nothing will ever replace the glory of God. Amen. The glory of God will bring and produce the peace of God. I want to tell you today, there is no pill that the doctor will ever give you that will replace the peace of God. Amen. 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 I am 100% against mind-altering drugs. I do not believe that it is the will of God. Amen. Now, some of you may be taking them. I'm sorry to butt heads with you, but that's not the will of God. That's not the plan of God. Amen. The plan of God is the glory and the presence of God will bring a peace that will pass all understanding. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We have relegated God to something none other than just a Savior. Amen. But He's not only a Savior, He is a provider. Amen. He is not only a provider, but He is a way maker. He is not only a way maker, but He is a deliverer. Amen. This God that I serve can give you rest in the midst of the storm. This God that I serve can give you peace in the midst of chaos. This God that I serve can give you peace that you can't even understand how you can have peace. Amen. Amen. I, I'm reminded of the story that has been told about the man that was going to the farmer to try to get, to, uh, to get a job. And so the, the farmer was asking him about his abilities. And he said, I tell you this, said, I can sleep on a stormy night. And the farmer said, well, what's that got to do with you being able to do things and being able to work? He said, I can sleep on a stormy night. He said, well, that doesn't tell me anything. He said, the reason why I can sleep is I know everything else that's been done that needs to be done. I want to tell you today, the reason why we can sleep in peace in the midst of the storm is because not what we have done, but what He has done. Amen. We know that there is a God that has got it under control. Amen. 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 So some of us may need to look at our lives and examine ourselves to see if the glory has departed. Where is the Spirit of God? Where is the presence of God? Amen. Now, how do we get the glory of God? David had a desire. Amen. The Ark of the Covenant had been gone from for years and years and years. The children of God was still productive. They still won a few battles. They still had some great exploits. They still was doing some great things, but the glory of God was gone. When David came into kingship, 
He had a desire. I want to get the ark of God. 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 Amen. I come to preach to you today. I wonder in this house of God today, in this, this congregation, is there anybody that really has a burning desire for the glory and the presence of God? I'm tired of church as usual. I'm tired of going through the motions. I've got a desire for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. But there is a way. There is a way to get the glory of God back. David had a desire, but a desire alone is not enough. David had ambition, but ambition alone is not enough. David had the want to, but the want to alone is not enough. There is some proper channels that we as children of God must go through. We must follow. Amen. Any old way at all won't do. Any old way at all is not good enough. If any old way at all to do, no way at all do. God has a plan. God has a reason. And God has a purpose. Amen. David, first of all, had a desire. He gets 30,000 men together. He gets a brand new cart and some healthy oxen. And they go to get the ark of God. Now he had a desire. He had a plan. He had the people together. He had wanted to. Now why couldn't God just see his good heart? Why couldn't God see his desire? Why couldn't God see his hunger for the glory of God? To bring back the glory of God to the children of Israel. But God did not look at it that way. They put it on a cart. He went before it. They had the, the, the singing. They had the music. Everything was beautiful. They had the people. But they hit a bump. And the thing started rocking and swaying. And Uzzah reached out and touched the ark of God. And God smote him. And David's heart was broken. David was disturbed. David did not understand. David could not comprehend. And the ark of God stayed. And they put it in that place in an individual's home. Lifting up, letting up on the standards will never bring the glory of God back. I don't care what the church around the corner is doing. Amen. Saying, well, we need to become more like the world to win the world. Can I ask you this? What will we win them to? If we look and act and talk and do the same things that the world does. So letting up on the standards will never bring the glory of God back. What we need is more charisma. What we need is 
more ways to make people feel all oh, that they're okay and they all they are all right. Amen. To communicate and be able to work with them that will never bring the glory of God back. What we need is some flashing lights, some smoke and mirrors, and we need to put on a production show in the house of God that will never bring the glory of God back. Amen. Can I tell you that me coming in here in a pair of jeans and my shirt with my shirt tail hanging out and my cuffs rolled up, and sitting on a bar stool teaching a Sunday school lesson that will never bring the glory of God back. Amen. Modern methods and modern way of having church. That's not what God is looking for. I come to tell you today what we're going to do to get the glory of God back in the house of God. It's still the same old message. It's still the same old method. It still works. It still works. It still works. It will still bring the glory of God back to the house of God. Amen. Amen. We can say, oh, we want people to feel comfortable when they come to the house of God. We want them to feel like they fit in. We want them to feel like they're okay. Amen. My word to you and to every person uh, in the world today is, I've had them to ask me, well, I, I don't have a dress. I don't have any clothes. I don't have the proper attire. Anybody can come to church just as they are. Amen. They can come. Ladies can come in their pants if they want to. Amen. But I want to tell you this, that we will never win the world by compromising our position on separation from the world. We have nothing to win them to. Amen. 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 When we get the glory, the glory changes things. When we get the glory, things start happening. Amen. We can't win the world. Amen. By trying to outproduce them. I, I, I tell you today. Now, now, if you ever been, if you ever been to Branson or you ever been to a major production or, or you ever been to a, to a play or something. Amen. There's no way we can, we can, we can't. We can't uh, compete with that. Amen. Our singers can't compete with professionals. Uh, amen. We can't move like they move and dance like they dance and, and flash the lights like they flash the lights. Uh, amen. We can't produce the emotion. Uh, but I come to tell you what can. Uh, amen. When we keep praying uh, and we keep fasting uh, and we keep working for God. Uh, amen. We get the glory in the house of God. The glory is what makes the difference. Amen. David tried new methods, but he could not get the glory back that way. Second Samuel chapter 6 and verse number 3. And they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it up out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and 
Ahio, the son of Abinadab, drave the new cart. Man, they had a new method. Everything was going well. The charismatic movement, they're saving the entire world. i got to tell you today, people, you're going to get healthy, wealthy, and wise. Today is going to be a blessed day. Amen. Tomorrow is going to be the best day of your life. You've never seen anything like tomorrow is going to bring you. Amen. What does that have to do with salvation? God wants His people to be to be in good health and prosper. There's nothing wrong with you doing good. But before you can do good, you've got to realize that you must go to a watery grave in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Amen. You must repent of your sins. You've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. The Holy Ghost will make a difference in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But a new cart says you can do it this way and you get the glory back. Well, that's all not what I come to preach on. That's just just a little bit that goes along with it. But how do we get the glory back? So the cart, the, the ark of God stayed where Uzzah was killed. Amen. Stayed there. Somebody brought word back to David and David is studying. David is researching. You see, it's been, it's been 60 years possibly since the ark of God, the glory of God has been back to where it belongs. People had forgotten in that time what it took to transport and to move the glory of God. Amen. If we are not very careful as a younger generation, we forget the sacrifice that was made. Amen. Last uh, February, I had the opportunity to go. I was preaching in New Orleans and I had the opportunity to go to the World War II Museum. Amen. My heart, my heart burst within me and my spirit My spirit was troubled when I seen what men went through where we would have the opportunity that we have today. When I see what the country has become, when I see the people that's abusing what those men fought for, amen, they're abusing what men had given their life for, amen, it all so bothers me when I see the church that is digressing the church, that is trying to loosen up the church, that is trying to become acceptable to the world. I come to tell you today, the church of God will never be acceptable to the world. Amen. The Bible has told us to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. A new cart. David says is a way to do it. A new cart. But then he found out a new cart wouldn't work. So apparently David investigated why Yuzo was killed. He no doubt read the law of Moses on how to handle the ark. So he now used the proper priest that are consecrated to carry 
the ark. The Bible says in First Chronicles chapter 15 and verse number 1 and 2, And David made him houses in the city of David and prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. You see what people are trying to do when they do away with Acts 2.38? What they're trying to do when they say we don't preach that anymore and we don't think that it takes that anymore? They are wanting to bring the glory back, but they have no house for the glory to dwell in. Because the glory of God will not dwell in unclean temples. You can't put the glory in your living room. You can't put the glory in your bedroom. Amen. You have got to create a place for the glory of God. That's the reason why the Bible says you must repent. You don't get the Holy Ghost before you repent. Amen. You must repent. You must repent. What are you doing? You are preparing a place for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. David first went and prepared a place for the glory of God. Then he said, hey, we got to get the right ones to move the ark of God. In verse number 2, and David made, or, or excuse me, in yeah, verse number 2, then David said, none uh, ought to carry the ark of God but the Levites. For them hath the Lord chosen to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him forever. So let's get the Levites together. Somebody find me some Levites. Somebody find me that someone that's been dedicated and consecrated. Amen to God. Amen. I come to tell you today what will bring the glory back. It still takes prayer. You can shout all you want to if you ain't prayed. Your shout is worth absolutely nothing. Amen. You can come into the house of God and lift up hands. That's all you're doing. But God said, lift up holy hands. Amen. How do you lift up holy hands? It's by coming to a prayer service. It's by talking to God. It's by giving getting cleaned up. It's by getting washed out. It's by getting purified. Amen. Amen. You've got to dedicate to God to ever get the glory back. Amen. You won't get the glory by accident. You won't get the glory by maybe. You won't get the glory by chance. But it's going to take dedication to God. It's going to take submitting to God's will and crucifying the flesh. Amen. So many times we have brought in too many things that destroy and hinder the glory of God. But I come to tell you today, I'm in, I am, I am desiring. I am hungry. I am thirsty. And I am wanting the glory and the presence of God. God, whatever I have to do, however I have to dedicate, whatever I have to give up, whatever I have to do, God, I've got to have your glory. I've got to have your presence. I've got to have your touch. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I told you, I I don't want to be too long, but I did come to preach this morning. 
Amen. Maybe you can shout the glory down right now, but I'm trying to preach it back in the house of God right now. Amen. It takes a love for truth. You can't have the glory without having the truth. Amen. Because the Bible says ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Part of the glory is being free from sin. You can't be free from sin until you know the truth. You can't do away with the truth and have the glory. But you've got to fall in love with the truth. Amen. You've got to have a church that is working together. You can't have a church that's arguing, fussing, backbiting. You can't have a church that's pushing against one another. Who's doing this and who's doing that and who's getting this glory? Who's getting that glory? It's not your glory that I'm seeking. It's not my glory that I'm seeking. It's His glory that I'm seeking. Amen. It's not for me to be lifted up. It's not for me to be magnified. But it's to magnify and to praise and to glorify God. It don't matter who's singing. It don't matter who's testifying. It don't matter who's preaching. I've just got to have the glory. It's about God. Amen. It's about working for God. It's about the love of God. It's about the presence of God. Woo! And to have the glory of God, you've still got to separate yourself. From the world. I want my TV in the glory. Forget it. You can have either one, but you're never going to have both. Amen. I want my movies, but I want the glory. Forget it. You can have one of one or the other, but you're never going to have both. I'm going to go to a church where they allow me to do what I want to do. Go ahead. I hate to see you go, but you're never going to have the glory until you come into compliance with the Word of God. The Word of God says, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. And then I will receive you to have the glory of God. We have got to separate ourselves. How are we separated when we look, act, talk, dress, walk, spit? Drink the same thing that the world does. You see, holiness in dress does not bring the glory. If it was, the Muslims would have the glory. Because they cover themselves from head to toe. Some of the women can't even show nothing but their eyes. But that's not holiness unto God. Amen. But what we do is because we have got the glory of God and we are trying to hold dear to the glory of God. We don't dress this way to be saved. We dress this way because we are saved. Well, hallelujah. 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 Churches are trying to fit in. Churches is trying to make everything comfortable. Sin should never be comfortable on the pews. I might be making some of you a little uncomfortable today. That's a good thing. Amen. Sin should never be comfortable on an apostolic pew. 
So David figured out what it was. He said, we got to get the Levites. We've got to carry the Ark of the Covenant right the way that God had wanted the Ark of the Covenant to be carried. Now, moving to what I really had to say to you today about getting the glory back. How you respond to the glory of God. The Bible says in Second Samuel chapter 6 and verse number 13, if they'd come to the music, I'll be ready to close here shortly. And it was so, the Bible says, that when they had bare the ark of the God, of the Lord, they had gone six paces. He sacrificed oxen and fatlings. They would bear the ark of the Lord, something that had been missing for somewhere around 50 to 60 years, somewhere between 40 and 60 years. Something that had been misplaced. David has a desire. And he gets instructions on how to go get the glory. And he is bringing it back. And David is excited about bringing back the glory of God. I've got a place prepared for it. I've got a house built for it. I've got a place to put it. It's all cleaned out. It's all decorated like God has told me to decorate it. Now we're going to bring back the glory. Amen. There's some people that come to church that think that church should be just entertainment and for entertainment purposes. That church has become no more than a social gathering or a social club. But I come to tell you this morning that church is not a social club at all. Church was never meant for our entertainment at all, even though it is an entertainment venue, but not for our entertainment. The church was created to entertain and glorify and magnify God. Amen. As David goes and he makes his six paces, he stops and he sacrifices. And the Bible says, and David danced before the Lord with all his might. You see some things changed. Amen. Some things changed on the way that David moved the ark of God. Number one, some things changed on where David was going to put the ark of God. Number two, and then David changed his attitude on how he was going to respond to the glory of God coming up that old dusty road and going to the house where he had prepared. You see, before he had people playing and he was walking and he was not involved. But when he got an understanding, the glory, the glory is coming. Amen. Let's take six steps and let's worship God. Amen. Let's take six steps and let's sacrifice to God. Why? Because there's something special coming. There's something glorious coming. There's some power of God coming down the road. I know at times we get a little rowdy in the house of God. Amen. We get a little excited in the house of God. 
There's times where we run on the backs of the pews. There's times that we run the aisles. There's times that we open the doors and we run outside. There's times that we are loud in our screaming and our shouting. And we are loud in our playing the music and beating the drums and the tambourine. Amen. So loud, sometimes it even hurts my ears and I'm partially deaf in one ear. Amen. But i got to tell you something. And I, I tell you, I feel sorry for people that have hearing problems. Amen. But if you have to, just stick you some toilet paper or something in your ear. Amen. Just come on to church and lift up your hand because we get excited about the glory of God. We get excited about the presence of God. Amen. There's no way to control our emotions and the atmosphere when we start thinking about God. Calm down, David. Calm down for nothing. Amen. Calm down for nothing. I see the glory coming. I've been desiring the glory. I've been desiring God's presence. Amen. Amen. Music before, but now David. David is involved in the worship. David is involved. Amen. David danced before the Lord with all his might. David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all his house of Israel brought up the Lord, the ark of the Lord, with shouting. And with the sound of the trumpet. Amen. There was one Saul's daughter that was hanging out the window and said, Oh, how mighty and how gracious was the king today. Oh, how lovely was the king. He danced naked before all the maids of Israel. Oh, you really showed yourself. But I think about how that David looked at her and I can, I know, I know there was some things going on in his mind that he could not let come out of his mouth. But he was thinking about her old reprobate daddy that never had a desire to go get the glory of God. Amen. Never had a desire for the presence of God. Never had a desire for the things of God. But he said one day when I get to be king, the first thing I'm going to do, we've got to have the glory back. I come to tell you, church, we can't sing without the glory. We can't shout without the glory. We can't preach without the glory. We can't can't have church without the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for my 30,000 men that's up here right now. Got a few girls up here. Got a couple standing up in the back. Amen. Thankful for somebody that has a desire. I want the glory back. I want the glory back. Does it take all of that? Yes, it takes all of that. Do you have to act like that? Yes, you have to act like that. Do I have to worship like that? Yes, you have to worship like that. Do I have to lift my hands like that? Yes, you have to lift your hands like that. Because when you get an understanding, I'm nothing without the glory of God. I'm going through the motions without the glory of God. I'm just walking down a street without the glory of God. But when I realize the glory of God, I'm going to take six paces and I'm going to dance before God. 
God. Why look at me like I'm crazy. Look at me like I've lost my mind. Amen. But I was a shepherd boy on the wrong side of the hill tending the sheep. But God has called me into this place. God has called me into this place. I've got to have the glory. Church, we can't live without revival. We can't live without a move of God. We can't live without seeing people filled with the Holy Ghost. Six more paces. When is this ever going to end? When is Brother Looper ever going to calm down? When is he ever going to get his shirt tail out and get him a little bar stool and sit on his bar stool and teach a nice little message? I want to tell you when. It's never going to happen. As long as there's breath in my body, there's a desire in my heart and in my soul and in my spirit that says I've got to have the glory. I've got to have the glory. I've got to have revival. I've got to see somebody baptized. I've got to see somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. The glory. The glory. The glory. The glory. You see what's happened in some of your lives that it's been gone for so long. That it's been gone for so long. That it's been gone for so long. We've learned how to go to battle without it. We've learned how to go to the church house without it. We've learned how to sing without it. Oh, the battles were still being fought. The church was still going on. Amen. The temple was still open. Amen. They were still singing. They were still praising. But they were doing it without the presence of God in their midst. I come to tell you, church, we have got to get the glory of God in our midst. Hallelujah. 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 I wonder if anybody in here wants to see somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I wonder if anybody in here wants to see somebody delivered from drugs. I wonder if anybody in here wants to see a lost backslider come back to the house of God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I want to tell you, that's not going to get it. That's not going to get the job done. We've got to have a burning desire in our spirit. We've got to have something that'll say, push away the plate. We've got to have something that'll say, let me find a place to pray. We've got to have something that'll say, I've got to entertain the presence and the spirit of God. Hallelujah. 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 Give me my joy back. Give me my joy back. Give me my hope back. Give me my peace back. Give me my victory back. Give me my shout back. Amen. The devil's chased you all through the desert. Amen. David had been chased like a wild animal. But today is his day. 
Today is his opportunity. Today is his chance to throw it in the devil's face. I come to tell some of you today, you have been chased by the devil, by the adversary. He's pushed you up against the wall. He's told you what you can and can't do. But today is your day. I'm going to take six steps. I'm going after my joy. I got my joy. It's right there. I've got my joy. I'm bringing it back. Where are you taking it to? I'm taking it to my house. I'm taking it to a place I prepared for it. Praise you, Jesus. No, no, no. We can't. We don't have time to pat a cake for Jesus. We don't have time. We don't have time to pat a cake for Jesus. Why don't you get an understanding of what the devil has done to you? The devil's lied to you. The devil's tormented you. You know you're not happier now than you were when you really had the glory. You know life is not better now than it was when you really had the glory. You know it's not better just existing than it was when you really had the glory. But the devil has lied to you. The devil's pushed you around. The devil's told you what you can and can't do. What you can and can't have. But I want to tell you, when you get your mind made up and you get, you get the junk cleared out and you say, okay, God, I'm preparing a place for you. David tried to get the glory without preparing a place, but I got a place prepared. I've got the methods in order. And now I'm going after the glory. And here comes the glory. Here comes the glory. Here comes the glory. Here comes revival to mind. How would you shout if your backslid daughter or son got the Holy Ghost? Yes, God, that's the reason why they ain't. Amen. How would you worship God if your backslidden family come in? Amen. And started worshiping and praising and magnifying God. Oh, yes, God. No, no, no. David started shouting long before the glory ever got to its place. You've got to shout in advance. You've got to worship in advance. You've got to praise in advance. You've got to get your mind made up. I've got the glory. I've got the glory. I've got the glory. What about you women? Some of the men have caught on. What about you women? How would you worship God? Amen. The glory is right behind you. The power's coming down the road. The presence of the Lord is right there. How would you do it? How would you do it? How would you do it? Is that the best you got? Is that the best you got? Amen. Is that all the Ark of the Covenant means to you? Is that all it means to you when you look behind you and here it comes? When you look behind you, it's been gone for 50 years. It hadn't been in its place for 50 years. And here it is. Here it is. It's coming behind you. Oh, yeah, that's the glory. I can see David as he looks back. Yeah, there it is right there. Boy, we're going to have a good time when it gets where it's going. Oh, no. Let me stop. Let me do some sacrifice. 
life. Let me go ahead and give God some more time. Let me go ahead and give God some more praise. Let me go ahead and worship God a little bit more. I'm going to wait on somebody right here. Amen. I'm going to wait on somebody to get a touch from the Lord right here. I'm going to wait on somebody to really get connected in the Holy Ghost right here. I'm going to wait on somebody to really get a vision of the ark coming back to its rightful place right here. You see, it belongs to you anyway. It's yours anyway. God gave you your family anyway. It don't belong to the devil. That daughter don't belong to the devil. That son don't belong to the devil. Your parents don't belong to the devil. Your loved ones don't belong to the devil. They belong to you. Amen. It's time to get them back. It's time to bring back the glory to the house of God. Hallelujah. 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 Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost work right now. Holy Ghost work right now. Holy Ghost work right now. Who has a chance? Who has, who has a little more time for a miracle right now? I want you, if you need a miracle in your body, if you need a miracle on your job, if you need somebody in your family to be saved, I want you to make your way right here to this front right now. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Work right now, God. Work right now, God. Work right now, God. Now I want you in your spiritual eyes, I want you to look back behind you spiritually right now. And I want you to see the glory of God coming down your road. I want you to see the presence of God moving in that situation. God fixing your job. God fixing your relationship. God fixing your family problems. God working in your children's life. God filling somebody with the Holy Ghost. I want you to see it right now. I want you to see it right now. David, just look behind you. It's coming home with you. It's going to the place that you prepared for it. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to give God praise right now. Give God glory right now. Give God honor right now. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Somebody give him praise right now. 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 Somebody shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Somebody shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Somebody give him glory. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I see it. 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 I see revival.